You're listening to audio from Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. To find out more about Highland, go to www.hbcwaco.org. Good morning and happy new year. And man, you are a singing church. I love hearing you sing on, on Sundays. If you have a Bible with you, I'm hoping that you do. I'm certain that you do. Let's go to Psalm 65 together, the 65th chapter of the book of Psalms. Pastor Jared's been quoting portions of this this morning already. Such a great place for us to begin this new year. And on this Sunday, as we stand on the threshold of a a brand new year of life, year 2020, Psalm 65, let's go to verse 11 together. Psalm 65, 11. Encourage you to get there, maybe share with someone around you if they don't have a Bible with them at present. Let's just kind of take this apart, just a few phrases at a time, and then we'll jump into a vision for the upcoming year. Psalm chapter 65, verse, verse 11 You crown the year with your bounty. You crown the year. The, the word crown in, in the Old Testament kind of makes sense. It means to, to encircle or to, to surround. If you were to crown someone, you would circle their, their head, circle their skull with, with a crown. And so the word of the Lord is telling us here that God has already encircled this year. He has surrounded this year with his bounty. What does that mean? It means with his goodness, with his good things, with his generosity. God has crowned the year with bounty. And in this passage, the comprehensiveness of the blessings of God toward his people all throughout the year is being clearly seen to us. Uh, Verse 11, the second portion, I love this. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. Your wagon tracks overflow with with abundance. This, This really means two things here. First of all, that God, I love this, God is so accustomed to bringing good things to his people, that the imagery here is that there's a a worn path, that there's a worn track from God and his goodness to you. And that path is is easy to see. In other words, would you agree? It is a well-worn track from God and his goodness to you. It is a well-worn track where God has sent his graces, his provisions, his generosity to you, to me, so often that there's a worn trail, his wagon tracks, straight to you, straight to me, straight to us. He has made that journey so often with his abundance, with his provisions toward you, that there's a a well-worn track. There's also a second picture here in in the Hebrew of a cart or a wagon that is so filled with things that they're falling off. So filled with, with things that, that you can't keep it all on the cart. You can't keep it all on, on the wagon. That is why those of you here this morning that have the King James Version, the, the Bible that Jesus used, it says in, in your Bible, your paths drop with fatness. Uh, If you have the New American Standard, another great translation, I think your Bible says, your paths drip with fatness. In other words, God has so much in store for his people that even the wagon of God, the cart of God, can't can't hold it all. I saw this recently, a few weeks ago at Target. (laughs) The week before Christmas. 
in those self-check lines, there was a mom in front of me and she had so many things she was trying to put into her white and red Target bags that she had it stuffed and they were overflowing where she took a step trying to hold on to two or three bags and a toy fell out or an item fell out and she reached down to, to get that item and another item fell out of the other bag. Now a good preacher would have helped her. A better preacher would sit and watch and get a good sermon illustration. So that's what I did instead. Watching these things just kind of fall out of her cart, out of her, out of her bags. And I thought, that's, that's it? God has so much good for us in this year. So much abundance, so much generosity, so many provisions. That even the cart of God can't hold it all. Verse 12. The pastures of the wilderness, they overflow the hills. Excuse me, the pastures of the wilderness, they overflow the hills. Gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The the valleys, they deck themselves with grain. They shout and they sing together for joy. Now look at this. So abundant is the goodness of God. That the wilderness and the hills and the meadows and the valleys, they all sing together and they shout for joy. All the different geographic regions, they, they come together before the Lord and they rejoice in the abundant nature of God and the grace of God, the generosity of God. Maybe a good reminder to all of us here this morning, no matter what chapter you're on, a happy one or a trying one, a difficult chapter, a prosperous chapter, and everything in between, we can still sing for joy to God. We can still come into his presence and see that he is good. We can sing for joy to the Lord, the Lord who provides with such great grace and great generosity. And what do the hills do? I've, I've, I've got to explain this. What do the hills do? They, they gird themselves with joy. I've explained this word before to you. I know I have, but maybe you've forgotten it. So let me repeat it. The, the word gird in, in Hebrew is the word hagar. And it is a, it's a funny image to me. Because in the Old Testament times and Bible times, men wore tunics or, or long robes. And if they needed to get somewhere quickly, they needed to, to sprint somewhere, they would gird their their robes, they would gird their, their tunics. Let me awkwardly show you what that looks like. They would open their legs a little bit and grab the back of the tunic behind them, pull it straight up, and then tuck it into their belt. Um, ladies, I think one generation called those um, pantaloons, right? Something like that. I think one generation, my mom called them cl- clam diggers, I think was the term she would use. <laughs> Uh, capris, you know, I'm not sure what they are, but it would, it would kind of create this baggy looking attire for the man. But then he was free to run. His knees were no longer encumbered by, by the long tunic or, or the robe. And so the, the picture and, and girding yourself really is a picture of preparation. And so the hills here, they are, they are preparing themselves for joy, they're preparing themselves to sing to the Lord in the same way because God is so great that He has crowned our year already 
with his abundance, his generosity, his grace, his provisions, Highland, here's what we can do. We also can gird ourselves. We can prepare ourselves for a year of joy and freedom because God is good and he is with us and he is near. Sorry for the visual you'll have in your mind the next couple of hours of me girding my loins up here and pulling that thing up and tucking into my belt. That's a biblical picture of preparation for joy. So this morning is Vision Sunday. And let me just make this very clear. Everything we will share with you today, we all hold loosely. This is our best guess of what we think God is doing, where we think God is, is leading. And I try to say this every January, so let me repeat it again this January. Jesus is the leader of this church. It is not me. It is not the elders. It's not, it's not the members. Jesus is the head of the church. He's the foundation of the church. He's the shepherd of the church. So we want to be on his page for Highland. We want to be on his agenda for Highland. We want to be on his vision for our church. But I do believe this vision that we're going to look at together today lines us up biblically. It recalibrates our hearts and our lives I pray, I hope to do eternal things this year that would bear fruit, much fruit, and fruit that would last. We're a church that strongly believes in, in gathering and then growing and then going. So let's start with, with gathering. Gathering is what we're doing right now. God's people have always gathered together. They've gathered around God's word. Since the time of Moses, God's people, God's covenant people have gathered around the word of God. They've gathered together in the presence of God as a community of believers. And so on Sunday mornings, just want to let you know kind of where, where we're headed the next few moments for the rest of this year as we come together around God's word. We'll begin a brand new series next week called Restore to Me. And we're going to spend about five or six weeks talking about starting over about restoration. And let me just kind of ask your heart right now, are there some things in your life that need restoration? You know, restoration in your marriage, restoration in your family, restoration in relationships, restoration in your joy, a restoration in your walk with the Lord. So we're gonna take five or six weeks and see what does it mean to start over, to, to begin again? What would it look like for God to restore to you? After that several week series, we'll go into a series called For Sure, and we're going to spend some time just verse by verse going through the book of 1 John together. Uh, John said he wrote this, inspired by the Spirit, I write these things to you that you may know, you might know for sure that you have eternal life. So we're going to walk through the book of 1 John, a great New Testament book together, and we'll be in there the, the months of February and, and, and March. And then believe it or not, it's, it's, it's Easter season, and, and Easter this year, I great series title I think will stick in your mind for a while called Beautiful Feet. And we're going to consider together just the, the beautiful feet of a, of a baby who came, God wrapped up in flesh. And then we'll consider together the, the dusty feet of Christ as he entered into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday. We'll consider the feet of Christ crucified at the cross and the feet of Christ then walking out of an empty tomb. And so in, in honor of that, in remembrance of the beautiful feet of Christ, we're going to do some things during Easter season. The first one is, is collect up some shoes, of course. 
for some kids, some orphans around the world through, through Buckner's. They have an incredible ministry of, of care for orphan souls. And if you're unfamiliar with Buckner and their desire to distribute shoes in America and around the world with the gospel attached to it, uh, why don't you turn to the screen? Let's watch a little 90-second clip of what this would look like for us as a church to collect shoes together. There are more than 153 million orphans living in the world today. 1.2 billion live in extreme poverty, earning less than $1.25 a day. What if you could help just one of those children with one of life's most basic needs? Or what if you could help more? Buckner Shoes for Orphan Souls has been placing shoes on the feet of the world's orphans since 1999. Over 3 million children in more than 80 countries have received a new pair of shoes. Why shoes? Shoes are foundational to good health. They help children walk to school to receive an education, and they provide hope for tomorrow. Help. Many parasites and diseases enter the body through the feet. A good, sturdy pair of shoes can protect a child from basic illnesses to keep her safe. Education. Most schools around the world require children to wear shoes. New shoes can help a child access basic education and lead to every opportunity for success. Hope. For children who live in orphanages or in extreme poverty, a simple pair of shoes help them know they're loved and that they're not forgotten. When you give a pair of shoes for orphan souls, you're changing a child's life today and giving them hope for tomorrow. Join us. Let's change lives together. Buckner Shoes for Orphan Souls. Hope shines here. So here's my question. What if we lined Highlands Lobby with 2,020 pairs of new, new, make sure we're hearing this correctly. This is not finding the old shoes you don't like anymore and bringing them, but new shoes. If we lined the lobby, we did um, a little um, mathematical measuring back earlier this summer, back in June. Every open space in the lobby outside of these doors, uh, if we filled those with shoes lining the lobby, we could fill it uh, three pairs of shoes high. That would be about 2,000 pairs of shoes. So for Easter season, what if we make this the goal for, for Highland, that we collect 2,020 brand new pairs of shoes for kids that would be sent to Buckner's and then sent about 80% around the world, 20% stay here in the States. Again, with the good news of Jesus attached to it. Some of you We'll probably be at Target this afternoon looking for some brand new shoes. But these next few months, let's pray about that together. Let's consider bringing shoes together for this series of, of Beautiful Feet. Inside of the Beautiful Feet series also, we're going to have the gathering back here at Highland with seven churches across the city, different denominations, different culture, different races, different languages, different nationalities coming together to worship the Lord on April 5th, Palm Sunday night couple of new churches this year. Renew Church, which is a brand new uh, church right at the corner of Cobbs and Bosque. Uh, Pastor Wayne's going to bring his people here that night. Uh, First Baptist Church of Robinson will be a brand new year for them to join us as well. Uh, Korean Methodist Church and Korean Baptist Church will join us uh, as well as Greater New Light with Pastor Sam Doyle and Greater Zion Baptist with Pastor C.J. Oliver and Highland. We'll all come together and enjoy an evening on Palm Sunday night with, with the gathering. But I also want you to know something else that's happening this year with a collection of hopefully 85 to 100 churches in our city. And it's called All America. It's reaching our neighbors with, 
with the gospel. Our um, challenge to you this year, Highland, is gonna be to adopt some neighbors around you in prayer and then take the time this year to introduce yourself to your neighbors, to make sure they have a Bible, to um, invite them to church, to know how to pray for them. If about 85 to 100 churches in our city would do this, there's a brand new app uh, on your phone now where we can, we're able to kind of track to make sure that all 86,000 homes in McLennan County would be adopted and prayed for and at least offered a Bible, offered an invitation to come to a, to a Christian community. And Highland's gonna be a, a part of that. And I hope Highland will even be on the forefront of that as we continue to rally churches. Right now, there's about 75 to 78 churches who are on board and ready to move forward together, making sure that our city hears the gospel. Now, why is that a part of beautiful feet? Because how beautiful are the feet of those who take the good news to others? And so I want you to be praying even right now. What are, who are some neighbors that you don't know so well, who don't know the Lord, or you don't see them leaving for church on a Sunday morning that you can invite them you can find out how to pray for them, make sure they have a Bible, invite them into a Christian community. To me, that's why there is a capital C church in Waco for us to move and serve and obey together to reach our county. I'll say it again, all 86,000 homes in our county to make sure that they're prayed for, offered a Bible, and offered an invitation to come to a Christian community. After Easter time, we go into a series called Steady Faith, about nine weeks for us to find out nine things that will steady our faith in a world that seems to be crazy and crazier all the time. What are some things that can serve as anchors uh, in, in the middle of this season of life? So we encourage you to, to be a part of that. And then we go into the summertime, June and July, a series called This Is The Life. And we're gonna take my favorite, if that's okay with you, my favorite chapter in all the Bible, and that's Romans chapter eight. And we're just gonna walk again, verse by verse, through Romans chapter eight, see what the Lord has to say to us. But here's, here's maybe a little bit of twist, something we've never done before, I don't think as a church. What if, and don't groan until I explain it, what if we all memorized Romans chapter eight together this summer? It's just 39 verses. That's just six verses a week over a six-week time frame, six plus just a little bit. What if we memorize together, and let me throw this out also without any groans, if you don't mind. What if we memorize in the same translation, the ESV, and that way we had word for word, phrase for phrase, verse by verse, a family of believers memorizing God's word, hiding God's word in our heart together. I say that on January 5th, because some of you might need to start right now, getting ready for the summertime, memorizing Romans chapter eight together. What if we did that together as a church family. Then we're gonna repeat a, a series with different sermons, but the same type of title called Holy Sweating Again. This past summer, we did a series called Holy Sweat where we kind of got out of our comfort zones and we obeyed and we acted and we, and we served and we, we, we gave generously to a lot of different ministries. So we're gonna Holy Sweat Again. Holy Sweating Again will be uh, the month of August, which is a great time to sweat anyway here in Texas. And so we'd encourage you, to come ready for that series. How can I serve? How can I get out of my little comfort zone? And how can I, can I live life to, to serve others? We'll start the fall semester with a series called The Good Work, uh, talking through how the gospel transforms our lives. The, the gospel isn't there just for our information, it's there for transformation. And so what would it look like for, for the gospel to, to move from, 
things in our, in our heart to things in our hands, from things in our mind to things in our, in our emotions, not just, not just doing, but, but learning what it means to be in Christ Jesus because of the gospel. What we're gonna really do is what does it look like to live in gospel doctrine while living out gospel culture? And so we're gonna take the fall, right? When everybody's back for school time and at the end of August and begin through that series called The Good Work. Another one I'm excited about, an interesting one we're calling The World's Gone Crazy. And we're gonna go through the book of Habakkuk uh, in the end of October, the 1st of November. Uh, Habakkuk is an interesting book written for interesting people at an interesting time. And doesn't that sound just like us? Uh, where the world was getting crazy in the days of, of, of Habakkuk. Uh, the world was raging, much as it is today with, with politics gone mad and, and violence and uncertainty and unsteadiness. Again, how, how do you operate in a world that, seemingly is crazy and just gets crazier by the season. Then it's Christmas 2020 with the series called Hope Has a Name. And we're gonna look at the names of Christ in the gospel and let that point us to the time where Christ incarnated came, came as a baby. All of this, Highland, is subject to change. We might change this somewhere down the line, but this is where the vision is as we stand on January 5th, kind of looking down at our gatherings, we'll have some guest speakers uh, interspersed between um, some of those sermons. We'll have some days of communion where we just sing and take the Lord's Supper together, some days of celebration. But this is what it seems like on January 5th, looking ahead at the year, where we're gonna head as far as, as gathering. So let's move from gathering now to growing. Growing is what we do to become disciples of Christ, to become more deeply devoted, mature followers of Jesus and to become disciple makers ourselves. A discipleship can't happen in this venue. This venue, and I'm grateful for this from you, is a one-way venue. It is, it is me on Sunday mornings speaking to you, but, but it's not two-way, it's not two avenues. And that's where discipleship and community happens when there's accountability and encouragement and prayer and challenge to one another. So growing is, is that aspect of growing deeper into Christ, not, not more and more information, but more and more like, like Jesus. So we do that here at Highland with, with Highland groups, with um, different small groups that meet throughout the week and, and people's homes and here on campus. And so let me kind of walk you through. Um, if you're here today, let me remind you as a covenant member, you have made a commitment to be a part of a smaller group. And we give you all kinds of options of what that could look like. And maybe a whole lot of you are already involved in a small group, but might wanna be reminded of some additional things that you can be a part of this coming year. The first thing I want to say to you, because it's kind of always the top of the list, is, is CGs. Uh, we have about 900 Highlanders, adults and college students, involved in, in our CGs. CGs meet in people's homes uh, during the week. There are our connection groups meet in people's homes during the week. Uh, they can be multi-generational. They can be kind of according to, to life stage. But it's a time to pray with one another, encourage one another, challenge one another, uh, hear one another, support one another, and again, to grow deeper into the image of Christ. We also have ABFs, Adult Bible Fellowships. And there's about uh, 19 of those that, that meet here on the church campus every Sunday morning. Uh, larger groups where they study God's word together. It's great for for community, for relationships, for friendships, for places of, of connection. So those are kind of our two primary ways uh, to be involved. What I forgot to tell you about connection group is that four 
brand new connection groups will open next Sunday morning. So that's about room for 75 or so more people. So you've been looking for a CG, a connection group to be a part of next Sunday morning out in the lobby. Uh, we'll have leaders out there, some of our staff out there to help you get involved in a connection group if you're not already. Ladies, there's a great way for you to grow deeper in Christ and deeper in relationships with one another called Worth. Uh, this semester, they're in a series called No Longer Slaves and walking through the Gospel of Mark together. Usually, there's about 200 plus ladies involved in this as they study God's word inductively, going through the, the gospel again of, of Mark this year. Uh, that'll start on a Thursday night on February um, the 6th, and you can sign up online for that. Men, I want you to know that we're also doing a study in the gospel of Mark this year on Wednesday night. So we'll start on Wednesday night, February the 5th. Usually about 130 men or so involved in this, going through the study also called No Longer Slaves, going through the New Testament book of Mark Together, you can also sign up um, online for that, brothers. As we're talking about men and men's ministry, we have a men's retreat coming up very quickly, like in 12 days on January 17th to the 18th. So men, if you've been looking for a way to, to connect more with the brothers in this church, to grow deeper in the Lord, uh, this retreat also will launch a couple of new ministries for, for our men. And so if you're interested in that weekend, we're going to Latham Springs. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Ladies, you also have a retreat coming up February 21st through 22nd. Uh, I'm certain that all of you just noticed that the men are sleeping in sleeping bags in, a, um, in an old campground, and the ladies are going to a nice hotel in Bryan College Station, and it should be that way. And so ladies, in the middle of February, the end of February, going to gather together uh, for a ladies' retreat. It should be a great time as they talk about what does it mean and look like to move from lesser to greater the lesser things of this world to the greater things of Christ. I also want to let all of you know about a Monday morning Bible study that might work better for some of your schedules. Going through a covenant study together that's starting very soon. You can even sign up today online to be a part of the Monday morning Bible study. Some equipping classes that we offer you. And I would encourage all of you to be involved in either a CG or an ABF. And if you want to be involved in both of those, and I know many people are, that's great. But equipping classes are, are something extra, uh, maybe for the semester, maybe for the year, just to kind of equip you and prepare you for maybe a season of life or a challenge in life. So on Wednesday nights, we have our Financial Peace University that'll start up a week from this Wednesday night. We have FAM, which stands for Fostering and Adoption Ministry. And so if you do foster or you do adopt or you're considering adoption or fostering, be a great community for you to be a part of on Wednesday nights. Uh, we also have the divorce care. We have the grace group. Uh, grace group is for anyone that struggles with, with stress or anxiety or depression or any kind of mental health challenge. It is a biblical approach of, of support. Uh, again, divorce care and our Spanish Bible study will meet on Wednesday nights as well. Then on Thursday nights, after the men's retreat kicks off, there'll be two other groups, two groups for men, one called the Conquerors, the Conquerors series, and the other one called Stepping Up. It's a support time for men to, to grow in purity, to, to have some tools for their tool belt to, to, to battle the temptations of this life and of this world. And so we'd encourage you, men, if you're interested in that, the men's retreat would be a great place to learn about it, but that'll be starting right after the men's retreat, those two Thursday night groups as well. Then, of course, preschool, children, our student ministry, our college ministry, 
so many different ways to grow in, in student connection and college connection and kids connection and preschool ministry and in Awana uh, and kids collective, our, our worship time for kids, our youth midweek, our college CGs, all these different ways are ways that we can grow together in our understanding of following Jesus with all of our heart and loving him with everything that we have. Gathering, growing Going. So let's get to the third aspect of what it looks like to be a part of this church family together this year. I will not take the next two and a half hours to tell you all the different ways you can serve. There's a lot of ways. In fact, new member classes, when we meet, we usually offer new members about 80 to 85 different ways that they can serve and be involved in the church. So I'm not going to go through all 80 to 85 of those, but let me just highlight a few things in some general categories of how we can serve and go together. The first one was reaching out to the neighborhood. A lot of you are familiar with this and you know about this, our great partnership with Dean Highland Elementary, just a few blocks down the road. A lot of you know of our Hoops Huddle, a time for us to to minister to kids in the neighborhood using basketball as that avenue, uh, as well as our um, WIN, our after-school program of of mentoring and and helping with, with schoolwork. There's about 300 kids, when you add all that up every week, that we're impacting, that we're encouraging, that we're pointing toward Jesus. Now, I know a lot of you are involved with that already, and maybe this next semester, or even this next fall semester, uh, you would consider being a reading buddy down at Dean Highland, or to be a coach with Hoops Huddle, or to be a volunteer uh, for the WIN after-school ministry as well. International missions, let's kind of walk through very quickly where all we're going this year. Highland will send some evangelism teams uh, two of them to an unnamed uh, North Africa country that is Muslim. So therefore, we're not sharing that since this is live streamed out across the world. But we're sending two teams to North Africa to share the good news of Christ. We'll be sending a team to Taiwan this year also and a team to the Netherlands primarily to work with refugees uh, there in Amsterdam. And so maybe one of those countries the Lord would, would call you to. If it's been a long time since you've served overseas on a short-term mission trip, 2020 might be a great year for you to step out and to serve in that way. Also, I want you to know that our hoops teams will also be sending out uh, teams to different nations, going to Ukraine, to Spain, to Russia, to Ghana, to Mexico, to Barbados. Uh, DR stands for Dominican Republic and to Kenya. So again, maybe one of those countries. You do not have to be a professional basketball player to go. You just have to love kids and love Jesus and you're, you're pretty much good to go. You'll have to go through some training as well, but pretty much good to go if you love those two things. And so those are some of the places that we're going this year. So we have our neighborhood, kind of where God has planted us in Waco, and then we have the world. God has called us to take the gospel, the good news to all of the world. And then, the reason a lot of you are here today, the Wellness Center. The Wellness Center is going to be a place of hope and a place of help for our neighborhood. I can't believe it. it was 2016 where we sent out plans and began to talk about raising money and things changed. We added another level to, to the wellness center and you raised money and you did such a great job and just very grateful for this church family today. But before I take two more steps, let me just take one more step because there's probably some here today that have no idea what the wellness center is. So let me just kind of unpack very quickly what the wellness center is gonna be about It's gonna have a food pantry, a health clinic. We're gonna have development classes at the Wellness Center, things like parenting and and budgeting and and, and marriage for, again, for Highlanders as well as our neighborhood. Mentoring moms, cooking classes, 
computer lab, some classes for our WIN kids to go to after school, entrepreneur classes, ESL classes, financial classes, Spanish classes, a mission training room, a prayer room, our mission offices for local and global missions, our gather and grow and our administrative offices as well. Let me just remind you, all of these ministries will be not only for our neighborhood, but also for Highlanders. The reason for that is that we want the Wellness Center to be a place of relationships, a place of connection for Highland with those who live in our neighborhood. So here's the big announcement today. A construction bid has been accepted and the Lord has given us some pretty incredible provisions moving forward. We're still gonna need to raise a few more additional funds to help with the increased cost as well as the underestimated cost from 2016. Two bids came in for the Wellness Center. The first one was $4.6 million from a very reputable construction company up in the Metroplex. Honestly, it was not a huge surprise because of the increase in construction costs and materials, but honestly also, it was very disheartening in some ways to see such a huge number. That was a huge jump from the original estimates. But then a second bid arrived from John Houston Homes. John Houston, as many of you might know, is a Christian builder out of the Metroplex who is developing a lot of subdivisions here in Waco. Some of you might even actually live in a John Houston home. And they have asked if they could bid on this project and to build the wellness center at no profit to them, as well as contributing it to them themselves. So the second bid came in and that bid was $2.9 million. An amazing gift to Highland. Yes. Highland, the Lord has shown his kindness to us. I'm not much of a mathematician, but we're gonna accept that second bid between, between the two. Perhaps you saw in the Waco Trib a few weeks ago that the estimated cost of refurbishing the suspension bridge that they had estimated at $5.2 million actually came in at $13 million because the construction cost and labor has gone up so much as well as materials, gone up even substantially in the last 48 months in our nation as, as well as in Waco. And so our construction cost went up as well in the last 48 months. We're so grateful for the opportunity to work with John Houston, a company that has a like-minded heart for the gospel and for all people knowing of the love of God to build a place like the Wellness Center. That's the good news. But let me tell you the full story also, though. Neither of these bids included some furnishings that we're gonna need for the food pantry, for the health clinic, for the offices, the computers, for the computer labs, some security features we're gonna need, some technology, some kitchen equipment for the training kitchen, and some city-required green spaces, permits, and sidewalks. So we're gonna have to put $895,000 back on that board next Sunday. I know I'm taking you on a roller coaster ride because also this past week, I got a text from a church member that said, how are we doing on the finances for the wellness center? My family and I would like to make a donation in honor of my aunt, who was a member of Highland from the 1940s to the 1990s, a 50 year member here at this church. She passed away several years ago. 
a single mom who lived just two blocks away from us here, raised her two kids, but also raised a niece and pointed her kids and this niece to the Lord. It was the son of that niece who texted me this week and said, we'd like to make a contribution to the wellness center in honor of this aunt who invested so much into my mom and to our family, vicariously into my family. And so that church member and his son bought a check for $50,000 by the church on Tuesday afternoon. So that $895,000 can actually go to $845,000. I would say Highland, the numbers are moving in the right direction, moving down for sure. My encouragement. My simple ask is for you to prayerfully consider of being a part of bringing that $845,000 down to zero. Now, here's the good news. We're gonna build while we bring those numbers down. The construction cost, we're, we're good with building. It's all the stuff on the inside, all the equipment we're gonna need for ministry and for missions that we're gonna need. And so we'll start building. So when the weather is a little more predictably nice, although today would have been a great day, but maybe a little bit more predictably nice in the spring, probably right before spring break, we'll do a groundbreaking Foundation will be poured later on this summer, early fall. We'll hand out a lot of Sharpies to all of you and let you go and write your prayers and write some scripture, write a blessing on the foundation of the wellness center and then the sticks will begin to go up and we will have a wellness center. Construction said, um, if the weather is perfect every day, maybe nine to 10 months, but with rain that certainly is going to hit and all kinds of weather surprises, maybe a little bit closer from 11 to 13 months before completion. We took a big step though, um, this past week and accepting that bid again, let me remind you of how gracious the Lord has, has been to us. The wellness center is God's work because it's God's heart. And because it's God's heart, it becomes the mission of Highland for us to move forward together on this Highland, I'm ready. In fact, I'd put money on the table that I'm just as ready as anybody here in this group, in this room today for us to move forward together on the Wellness Center. I'm gonna ask three questions that are gonna be done for the day. First question, talking about all the vision and all the ministries and all the missions of this, of this church. How do you fund that? I mean, how do you financially fund trips and teams and ministries and growing and gathering and ministries will happen inside of the wellness center. Really that answer has not changed for the last 2000 years. These missions and visions and plans and hopes are funded through God's people. They always have been. Through the people of God given generously just as a reflection as God has been generous to us. We give you four ways to to give, you can give traditionally this year. You can give by text this year, 254-220-4845. You can give by the giving kiosk out in the lobby. Uh, what Jennifer and I do is we have just set up giving online. And so we went through the church website, set up a recurring gift. And so that whether we're here or not, or sick or not, or even feel like giving or not, we've already made our commitment to, to give to the Lord through the church. The reason we do four different ways is we wanna make sure that it's easy for everybody at Highland to give generously, that it's easy for everybody to obey the Lord. So we have these four different ways to give. That's the answer to the first question. How do we fund this? As always, through the faithfulness of God's people reacting to the generosity of God. 
Here's my second question. How is this accomplished? It's an easy answer, and Dale already gave us the answer this, this morning, is prayer. A prayer is the way that we accomplish these things. And you see on the screen behind me and in front of you all the different organized times of prayer. This does not include CG's praying or families praying or ABF's praying or different ministry groups praying, but here's some of the ways and times that we pray together every week here at Highland. Tomorrow morning on Mondays at eight o'clock, people come and they pray through these prayer cards that you've turned in. Mondays at two o'clock, our ministry staff meets and we pray for the people of our church. Wednesdays at 9.30, we gather at the annex and pray for our neighborhood and pray for the wellness center. On Wednesdays at four o'clock in a prayer time called Watch and Pray, we pray for our church, we pray for missionaries, and we pray for our nation. Sundays, excuse me, Saturday nights, back it up, periodic Wednesdays, about three, maybe four times, three times this year, we gather for praise and prayer in the chapel at 645. In fact, we'll do that this Wednesday night to, to seek the Lord, to come before him, to pray for all the things we talked about today, to pray over leaders in our church and volunteers in our church and countries around the world that we're impacting with the gospel. Saturday nights at eight o'clock, it's a group of ladies that meet right in here. They were here last night praying over these chairs, praying over you, praying over these doorways. The Sunday mornings, our men gather at eight o'clock over here in this corner and pray for the day and pray for marriages and pray for the gospel and pray for this church family. Let me give you this quote. John Owechequa said this, where prayer is present in the church, it's saying something. It teaches the church that we really need the Lord. Where prayer is absent, it reinforces the assumption that we're okay without him. Prayer is how it will be accomplished. Would you stand with me, please? I didn't forget number three. Number three is this, how good will God be this year? How good will God be? Can I read for you again Psalm 65, 11 through 13? You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves, prepare themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys, they deck themselves with grain. They shout. They sing together for joy. You crown the year with your bounty. We don't do this often, but would you reach out and grab the hand of the person next to you? Let's pray together as a church family. Father, we commit ourselves to you before we commit our plans to you. God, we commit this church to you afresh this morning before we commit any ideas to you. God, would you unify us around the gospel, around your love? Would you unify us around your mission for Waco and your mission for the world? All of us in this house, we have been grace takers. God, would you help us this year to be grace distributors? 
you have given us so much. You have blessed us so that we might be a blessing to others. Jesus, we pray, be bright in Waco this year and light up your people for Waco and for the world. You are our God and we joyfully are your people. So God, these visions are yours. You shape them, you change them, you veto them. We are wide open, oh God, to be on your agenda for your church because we are your people. God, we pray together with our hands clasped with one another for many to give over and above their gift to the general budget, the ministry budget, to bring down this number for the Wellness Center. God, we believe that you own every dollar in America, so it should be no problem for your people, God, to be generous like you've been generous, to be good like you've been good. But we commit our lives to you here on this precipice of a brand new year. We want to worship you and to know you and to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Jesus, we say it again, you're the leader of this church. You are the shepherd of this church. You are the head of this church. You are the foundation of this church. We yield ourselves to you. We surrender ourselves to you. Oh God, thank you that you have already crowned this year with your bounty, your generosity, your goodness. You have encircled us. You have encompassed us with your good things. It's through Christ we pray and we believe together. Amen.